0: slightly confrontational the reboot the reboot uh colin's been excited for this i've been excited for this too um how
1: many times have i
0: asked you or brought up doing a podcast together i think like the second we stopped at espn like literally the day we stopped like when we got out of that meeting that i'm sure we'll talk about at some point uh during uh-huh. one of these episodes. Uh, like when we left that meeting and we were in the parking lot, we were in the, sitting in the parking garage, we said like we yep. would do something again. We didn't really know when. Uh, we had no
1: idea when.
0: Yeah, we didn't really know when, but it was like we're going to do something again. We'll just kind of, you know, we'll see where the wind takes us. And uh, Exactly.
1: And the <laughs> wind has gently set us right here.
0: Right here. Uh, right here. the slightly confrontational, the reboot episode one. New logo. We uh, what? What did uh, Ice Cube say? And no Vaseline. He he cut oh, the cargo. Shit. Oh, and he's making gnarly dough. That's what we're gonna. Do
1: oh, cut the cargo, making gnarly dough.
0: <laughs> this, man, this man brought out the no Vaseline, bro. That's my favorite dish track. That's what's up. That, that is fun. my favorite. That is my favorite dish track of all the di- of any diss ever. That's my favorite.
1: So. Okay. Okay. I'm like, I'm not even, I don't even want to like question that because there's so much respect for just the fact that brought that hard ass track up. Yeah. <laughs> no, she,
0: so, that's, so that's what
1: we're doing. Bro, I've been on cube, uh, heavy for the last, like, I say heavy, um, heavier, probably like once, one every other workout is straight cube and, um, for the you last like two and a half weeks. Oh, dude. You
0: can't work out to every rapper, but he's a good one.
1: The storytelling is amazing. The Storytelling is amazing.
0: Well, for me, if I'm like working out to someone, it for me it's yeah. all about the beat. Word. It's all about the beat. I really don't I really don't care about the lyrics if I'm working out. So actually I'll work out a lot of times to like house music, like to EDM. Yeah. Just because because I don't need I don't need the words, because I'm not listening to the words if I'm working
1: out. Right. Um, See, that's the exact opposite for me. I'm trying to, mid- like, words are everything. Whenever I, oh, if there okay. are no words, then it's like, I start to talk to myself, and I'm like, nah, not all, all the time isn't the time to be talking to myself during a yeah. workout. Like, I need to just hear somebody say, yo, do the shit, in other words. <laughs> and, and that's how, that's literally, like, which is also kind of weird because when I was a freshman in college, I was working out to like the weekend and shit like that but that was because of the the instrument side of the music yeah or so of like what you're on I and
0: could not work out to the weekend although one of my best friends he just shout out Moses he just got married uh, work. almost a month ago now um Congrats, but, he, Moses. He, he, but he was telling me because we would see each other in the gym all the time like yeah. our senior year in college. And uh, I'd ask, uh, you know, what are you listening to? And he's like, "Oh, I'm listening to worship music." So Holy Word. <laughs> He'd be like, how are you w- listening to worship music? And I, I listen to worship music like pretty regularly. Yeah. Was like, how do you listen to worship music while you're working out? That is a tough one. I, I like, I couldn't do that. It's like, I mean, I guess me, it kind of depends, though. I can't do it. But see,
1: but that that may not. Well, I mean, I don't You probably have a better idea of what his worship music would be like, but. I definitely know there have been like, Oh, it's not like, of, you know what I mean? It's not
0: like Lecrae or like Christian. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crap. it's like worship music. It's worship. It's music. Like, it's,
1: it's the Sunday
0: leading. It, it's music like what, church. if you went to a like contemporary church, it's like what they would be playing, like what the worship man would be playing. in the, Not a traditional church. It ain't him. Yeah. He's not listening to hymns. No. Uh, but like if you went to a contemporary church, yeah like the music the worship man would be playing so i I'm like and I love it, but I can't listen to it while I work out it's a different zone it's, i can't I can't amp myself up
1: speaking of different zones we're in a very different zone than we're used to being in right now with sports and the Dude the operating systems that are within so let's what do you what let's not even ask a question I just want to know I want you to just let the tongue flow on you know what you're seeing with the organizations and the players.
0: well here's what I've always thought like when corona started uh, when like everything got canceled I outside of like college basketball and like the college spring sports like I figured those would be done for. Yeah. Um because there you can't make those seasons up like in the summer like you can't do them in the summer. Uh right. you can't so I figured but I thought outside of that I thought everything would come back and like have a season or in the NBA's case like finish out mm-hmm. just because of the money on the line. Um and obviously like the NBA and their bubble, they're you know they've been able to keep corona out of the bubble. Um yeah. so it's working for them. Baseball has had more issues than the NBA has had. So, what is
1: I haven't paid attention to what the MLB is doing. What is the MLB doing in terms of precautionary measures? They they really is it similar, similar to the NBA, NBA at all? What's that? Is it similar to the NBA at all?
0: No, no. Okay. It's, so, the NBA just got everyone in a bubble and mm-hmm. uh just said that we're going to mm-hmm. play basketball and no one's going to leave. Yeah, uh, which I, I was skeptical at first because it's like you're telling people worth hundreds of millions of dollars who have money and power, what they're going – like, people with money and power don't like being told what to do. But it's working so far. Yeah. It's working so far. Um, but baseball – so what they did, they regionalized it. So you have, like, the American League and National League West. So okay. they're, like, only playing each other. Like, so, so like, instead of, like, playing your normal schedule, yeah. you're playing your the teams in your division and then – whoever's in your region in the other league you're playing in that division you're playing those teams right. uh, so they tried to regionalize it and the, their thing was like oh it limits the travel instead of like right. LA having to go to New York now they the furthest they have to go is Houston um, which I'm not sure how much sense it makes so if you're traveling you're traveling yeah uh, right. I, what would have made more sense if you do is if like you did that And then you said, okay, the West, everyone's going to play in Arizona, right? Uh, And then in the Central, everyone's going to play in Chicago or you know somewhere. And in the East, everyone's going to play in New York. Like I feel like that would have made sense. Like if you had like three different bubbles, Um, but they're all just like what's that? They're completely fanless. Yeah, no fans. And they limit, like, who can come in. So, like, if you're the road – so, like, the Astros are on the road right now. Right. So, their broadcast team is, like, doing the broadcast from the studio in Houston. Like, they don't travel to – like, the Astros are in Arizona right now. They're playing the Diamondbacks. So, they're not in Arizona broadcasting the game. They're broadcasting the game from a studio in Houston. But when the Astros are in Houston, their broadcast team is there like a normal home game. And whoever the away team is, they're broadcasting it from a studio. It's really – it's it's weird. Uh, and then, like, the mar- – like, but baseball also, had like – I think baseball, honestly, they just put it together and just prayed that nothing was going to go wrong and if something went wrong. Uh, and then people called for the season to get canceled, which I never thought it would be canceled. There's so much money on the line. It's all these, like – if you want to know the answer to these questions, it's just follow the money. And that's not just yeah. a sports. It's kind of in everything. Um, yeah. So I was I pretty optimistic about sports coming back. That's why I always think co- – I think college football, regardless of anything else, is going to get played because it's worth Dude. too much money. Well, but then – but
1: with, with college football, though, I mean th- – so this is the way that I look at it. Okay. I, started, I start at the top of the, of the money chain. So with, <laughs> let's say, the NFL. With the NFL, um, it's very easy to follow that chain. You've got your owners, GMs, operators, kids follow the line down, coaches, assistants, et cetera, and players. Now, where, does, where do the dollars come in that make the guy up top say, I'm willing to pay everyone under them? And then
0: where does it make it, huh? It's, t- it's all TV money. That's all these sports are, is entertainment. So, They're television shows. Every sport, every, every major sport is a TV show. So then, if the if the TV
1: show, so right now, it's concessions lost all the money that's being spent advertising from partners lost.
0: No, the advertise because what the av- what the what they've done in baseball at least I imagine football is going to do the same thing. So the NFL is lucky because they're getting to watch. What like baseball, basketball, hockey are doing wrong and doing right, and then right. they're so they're getting to watch everyone else screw up first. Yeah. Uh, but what baseball has done is they lay out these tarps across the stadium, and they put like the advertiser on it. So it's like Budweiser is an advertiser. Yeah, they yeah. Have this like fifty foot tarp across the seats with a big Budweiser logo. Okay. okay. So they've kept, they've they've been able to appease all their advertisers like the stadium advertisers and then your, your TV advertisers. Well, as long as the game's on TV, the commercials. Yeah.
1: Still there. Okay. Well, that makes sense though. But so then with that, how do you, okay. So how do those partners, this is too much business. It's just, how do those partners make sense of the dividends that they are or are not getting? Is, is everybody working off of a percentage of what they would have accepted for this partnership in the past, or are they – So, in baseball,
0: you know? they are getting, like, 40%, I believe it is. Okay. Or, like, 38%, something like that. So, like, if you're making – if you were making, like, $20 million, you're making, like, seven and a half or eight. But okay. football Is that for players? For the players, yeah. Okay. The, so, in baseball, the coaching staff, uh, for most teams – they're into six figures, like every member of the coaching staff. So it's not, you know, and I mean, baseball makes so much money. The owners keep their books private for a reason. Because yeah. in a given year, you have 81 home games. Like that's so, and you, if you got a 50,000 seat baseball team. See, stadium. that's what I'm saying,
1: though. Like that. So if we take away the hot dogs that are sold every game for the year, that's, pe- that's, I ha- I don't know for sure, but I'm gonna find this out today. I'm willing to bet that that number itself pays for multiple
0: team members. No, probably, but I think if you're an owner, you have to be looking big picture. Oh, just let's just play. You this. should be. Let you, sh- should, you be. should be because like let's just play this season. You're not going to make as much money as you would in normal year. Nobody is. Yeah. Uh, quite frankly. Um, and then just get to next year where you get back to normal. And also you get back to next year, people are, there's going to be such a hunger for sports where if you're a middle of the pack team or a bad team, you're going to be selling more seats because the people in your city just want to go. The, the dad, the suburban dads have been able to take their kids to a baseball game in 18. Yeah. Months. So yeah. it's like, I'm taking my kids to, instead of two baseball games, I'm taking them to five this year. True. Instead of five, I'm taking them to 10, you know? So it's, it's just things like that and there's gonna be even more like clamoring for season tickets and things right. like that and it's the ratings are gonna go, the rate the TV ratings are gonna go up, the ratings really going to go up. Because advertisers start paying you more money because yeah. the big money for all these sports now you make money from the games uh, from butts in the seats and from you know the hot dog vendors and the ice cream and selling jerseys in the stadium and baseball hats you know you set, you make money doing all that but the big money is t- like that the biggest check is TV. Like the TV, yeah. what what Fox and ESPN and what the local networks pay to broadcast baseball games or football games or basketball games—that's where all the money is. Like that's what that is where the biggest chunk of the pie is. So I think if you're a sports owner this year, you're a billionaire, a multi-billionaire. You're the one percent of one percent of one percent. So think a little big picture and just get through this year, and just know you're gonna make a. You're just still gonna make a bunch of money going forward. All right. these. They're just cash cows.
1: I feel like TV is um, so that so that makes me think about so this kind of touches a few things. So with TV, it's like looking at everything, players salaries um, as of recent owners handling operations and the patterns and the way that technology is moving mm-hmm. would you say that they should be focused on where it's going and not on tv if and this is so now we get into demographic breakdowns so right now i would say it's not that important unless you are planning for the next five to 10 years, because. So, I
0: think, so the only thing people watch on TV are sports and politics. Exactly. So what even, I think linear, t, linear TV is dying. Uh, yeah. No question about it, but people are still going to consume sports. And that's why you have things like Hulu. If you've seen the commercials, like Hulu. Yeah.
1: So that's where I'm going. So with television fox well i mean they do have their digital have the networks yeah they have their streaming now so with that are their ads gonna run um congruent on streaming services as they would tv
0: because you still have the breaks in the games The leagues will still like who will they will they allot the same basically price
1: tag to it is what I'm asking as far as the providers go because Budweiser pays a lot of
0: money to be on Fox. Well, I think yeah, because I well, I think so. Fox, NBC, ABC, CBS. Mm-hmm. they're going to be fine without linear TV. What's going right, to right. who linear, linear TV is going to hurt is ESPN. Because For I sure. can get Fox, CBS, NBC, ABC in my most basic package of yeah. TV or just heck with an antenna. Right. Uh, maybe you don't do antennas anymore. Or like just the most, whatever the most basic way to get TV is, I yeah. can get the, the, those four networks I listed but espn you got to pay a premium for so that's like espn is dying right now because of that because people tv is expensive like that's it's freaking expensive uh it doesn't make sense to have it um unless you're super into sports or super into politics because the only thing people watch are sports and uh, msnbc fox news and cnn that's all people watch
1: yeah, I don't know the last time I actually watched something on a television station.
0: Oh, neither do I no, legitimately don't thing. remember. The last thing I watched that wasn't sports or a political show is um, it was The Last Dance when it was on ESPN. Uh-huh. But even see, that's still sports. And that's that uh-huh. was like during the height of corona when there was like no sports going on. I think the UFC right. hadn't even started up yet. Uh so it was like, oh this is something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the thing at the moment. That and Tiger King. Oh gosh. It's crazy like that Tiger King took over the world for like a month. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch it? Bro, I watched it straight in one day. It's it's interesting. I didn't even
1: feel like I was I felt like I was watching a movie, not a not a like doc <laughs> series. I thought I was watching a legitimate
0: movie man it was so the, the that circle of the world is like crazy
1: <laughs> yeah that's why i probably ain't been to florida and all that very much he was in florida right no he was so she the was girl carol oklahoma.
0: baskin was in florida yeah she was he, in florida, he, yeah. he was in oklahoma man, so- he wasn't too far from you you could have went up there to i do- know bro You could have went up to Joe Exotic's Tiger Farm. There's a reason I never heard about it.
1: (laughs) I don't need to be around people like that because I would have probably had too much fun. Bro, you could get a Joe Exotic underwear. I see. That's (laughs) the – now we go in the other direction. (laughs) I couldn't (laughs) imagine Taylor seeing me pull up some Joe Exotic underwear out the shower. That would be a sight to see. I'm sure sure they got underwear with like Carol Baskin's face with her mouth open over the pee hole and all that kind of stuff too. I found you know they got him. I'm an Amazon. Oh, he
0: ran for governor. (laughs) Yeah, bro. I can. He actually got like 30, not 30, I think it was like 15% of the vote in Oklahoma. 15% 15 of people in Oklahoma voted for him. Forget man, me.
1: no no offense to anybody in Oklahoma, around Oklahoma, from or wanting to be in Oklahoma, but that 15% that voted for Joe Exotic is like, I mean, that's the equivalent of a, you know what, matter of fact. <laughs> we're remember, just
0: going to leave it at Y'all shouldn't have voted for that man, all right? Remember, we, remember what we talked about, Colin? We're, we want people to listen before we get to piss them off. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. We're gonna um, piss
0: them off later.
1: We we will piss them off later. Not in this episode, probably. Not not at one.
0: Not the reboot. So not in the. Re- <laughs> we pissed them. We pissed ourselves off in the original. Every week, Sundays
1: at eleven.
0: <laughs> I uh,
1: man, I love it. I it was a great experience, though. There was. There was a lot of learning needing to be done, and
0: yeah, no kidding. Um, um, Dude, okay, so we were talking about sports money. Yeah. let's talk about the most lucrative contract in the history of sports. My man, my man, Patty Mahomes got half a bill. He probably won't see all the half a bill. Probably see about four hundred of it, but that's what it is—a ten-year five oh three. Oh, shit. It's, so then he's – oh, my goodness. And he's only 24. Or is he 26? No, I think he's 24. I think so. so That means when, in theory, if he plays out this whole contract, Brady is 43 right now. I don't know if Mahomes plays until he's 43. But Brady's 43 right now. So Mahomes will still have good years left. Mahomes will have no reason to – Mahomes is – Mahomes just signed a
1: Conor McGregor deal. Bro. <laughs> I don't think
0: McGreg- McGregor hasn't made five hundred million in his career. No, no, no. Well, no, not I mean, pretty, not not like, not
1: literally like not, the not Conor, but just in relativity of like this what thought process panty. Is and you you looking like okay, so Connor, you know, after the Mayweather joint, I mean, you just kind of look at things different. There's no avoiding that, you know, and while you're in it. You know, you're in it still, so it, it feels like you're still kind of chasing that. I'm sure – well, shit, I don't really know if it feels like that. But for what I'm assuming is that it feels like you're still chasing yeah.
0: So, you know if he tears his ACL, like, right – or if he, like, gets in a – if he gets in a car wreck and has to have his leg amputated, like, right now, he gets, like, $170 million. Yeah. Ridiculous guarantee. Bro, we were talking about this. That's like a conceptual amount of money. Ridiculous guarantee. That's, that's one of those
1: where, where, like, you see where they, they do the Jeff Bezos memes where it's like, Jeff Bezos went and bought the Toronto Blue Jays, the Dallas Cowboys, the New yeah. York Yankees. He bought Brazil and still has $100 billion or whatever. But yeah, that's exactly how I'm looking at this deal. It's Dude, like what, if you're Jeff Bezos,
0: what do you do? Like... Just, like, just day-to-day, what do you do? But you probably... Like, what would you, like, what would you do if you, like... Man,
1: honestly, if I was in, well, from my current perspective, if I was in a position where I had hundreds of billions of dollars, first, I mean, I'm I'm legitimately going to be doing, like, some, some... uh, modifications to my um, biological state. And by that I'm like, I'm going to go on probably a 60 to 90 day silent retreat, just, just to purely be at one with myself, everything around me, because at the height of having and see, I'm going to end up having to do this with a lot less money
0: than that, which is, <laughs> which is why I'm saying I know that I'll be having to do that because it's, there's a point. Yeah, you're, ne- of- you're never getting hundreds of billions of dollars. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even, I don't think there's uh a- You know what's crazy is that uh, if you like account for inflation, the yeah. Rockefellers back in the day were like Richard and Jeff Bezos is right now.
1: But see the Rockefellers, they were the Rockefeller family, the Rothschild family, the Rothschild like family still probably they're they're richer than like Bezos right now. Yeah, I was gonna say there's they're still cause they're sitting on like the the gold um damn where is it over in uh Swiss the what do they call it? Um, not the bank, but reserve. Oh, yeah. They, they, they own the gold reserves. How do you own worldly reserves of minerals?
0: Bro? I don't know, Colin. You can't trademark gold. Colin, let's get into this industry. Let's get into the... Oh, bro, I'm all about Let's it. just go gonna... own, like, platinum or something. Or diamonds. We'll... <laughs> I wonder if we could trademark like platinum
1: owners diamond owners probably not
0: but we just I the entire diamond industry in the world have you ever had a chain or like a,
1: a like a gold watch or anything no i um me well, i think i i have had i got one for my birthday whenever the spinners were a big deal oh. <laughs> yeah i got one of those when i was like and i don't remember i don't know why my mom bought that for me she gave me everything i wanted but um, <laughs> the spinners. Now I'm thinking about the spinner shoes, the dadas. Oh, Bro, you are not
0: relatable at all. You are not. But, okay, but anyway, back to Mahomes. We're way, yeah, Mahomes. Which I knew was going to happen. I knew we were going to get way off here. Um, <laughs> So here's – we, we both agree, though. Like, it comes out. And so anytime a sports contract comes out, like a big one, it's always like, oh, is he – is he worth it? And so you start arguing from a sports perspective. But then I always hate that it's like, oh, he's getting $50 million a year now, and uh, a teacher makes, you know, 40000 or whatever a teacher makes. Yeah. And it's like, he doesn't deserve that. And it's like, okay, hold on. Patrick Mahomes is not dipping from the pool of money
1: that no. the teachers
0: are dipping from.
1: Number not at one. all.
0: I remember the – far as like teachers and other you know other jobs making more money i'm in favor of especially teachers first off especially teachers um but what people don't understand is like how can you pay them all this money like it should go to other places well in in the business of football or sports in general if patrick mahomes or lebron james or mike trout you know if the if the players are not getting the money yeah the owners are Right. So instead of Patrick Mahomes getting fifty million a year or forty million, whatever his you know annual average salary is, yeah, the owners are just pocketing yeah. it. So, do you want to create new millionaires, or do you want to give billion, you know, give billionaires right. more millions? Right, because because that, that's what it is. I mean, and, uh, so and uh, you know, if you look at it from a more moralistic perspective, I guess like. Are football players worth to the world, like, more than teachers? Like, no. Shit, of course not. Because, my like, when I have kids one day, hopefully I do, um, like, uh, the teachers are going to have a way bigger impact on my kids' life than Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or LeBron or anybody, any of these athletes ever will. Um, But it's, it's – you're – if you're not – but that's not – you're not pulling from the same pool of money as a professional athlete than you are as a teacher or any like job, just any job in general. The athletes have their own pool of money. And if you're not giving it to the athlete, you're just giving it to the owner.
1: And, and the so, owner's already
0: a billionaire. So I think that's what people lose sight of. And I hate so I hate whenever I see that. That's a personal thing. I hate when know. it's like, oh, Mahomes makes this, but the teacher makes this. It's so unfair. And it's like So why, well, my question for
1: people is if that's the conversation we're going to have, why don't we compare the discrepancy in the highest paid teacher and the lowest paid teacher versus the highest paid athlete and average paid teacher? Because if you look at, if you look at the ratio and the difference between the highest paid teacher and let's say lowest paid teacher for the fact of the argument Mm-hmm. And then you look at the highest-paid athlete in Mahomes and the lowest-paid athlete. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that it's gonna probably be pretty close because when we start talking about highest-paid teachers, one I don't know where to find the highest-paid. No, teacher. I if The lowest-paid
0: football player, I think the minimum salary is like six hundred grand, and Mahomes yeah. making fifty million uh, a year or like maybe it's not like his ab- like i think the highest average annual salary is about 42 yep um but 42 to 600,000 there's no way the teacher gap is that I- no teacher makes a million dollars a year it's only no teacher makes a million dollars a year no no you sure i'm positive all right you know why i'm positive because a te- if the teacher makes a million dollars a year, that means the principal of that school would be making three million dollars a year. Well, and I'm I not. i saying. I'm not saying that it's a. I'm not saying
1: it's a traditional, um, A traditional teacher in terms of the educational system that we have now.
0: No, it, I mean it wouldn't. The highest paid teacher would not be in a public school. That yeah, hundred percent. Okay, but see, but then it's still a different argument. It's the because then. Because in the NFL, everyone's drawing from the same pot of money, whereas in the schooling system, if you're in the public school, all the teachers are drawing from the same pot of money, versus if you're private, you have your own separate pot. But those are leagues, just
1: like the NFL is a league, AFL is a league, CFL is a league.
0: Yeah. So that's how –
1: but because – That – because those – well, then I guess technically that would probably make the ratio even larger because you ain't making 600 out there in Canada or – Yeah,
0: arena. You ain't – You're making – you're lucky. You have a job if
1: you're in the arena league.
0: Yeah, if you're in the arena league, you have – like Kurt Warner, when he played arena league football, also was a stock boy at a grocery store. Yeah, so it's, just, so yeah, it's so, it's, but there's nothing for a teach I mean, for a teacher, that's a whole like societal thing. Like I just right. think there's a lot of things I think need to be done. Do we want to piss people off yet? Uh, <laughs> Man, pe- you know,
1: right, I won't piss people off, but there's like the the system, the educational system and the judicial system have done this. They've been like parallel any, anywhere that it goes, it's parallel in terms of the uh, care that they've been given just for the, the people that make up the operations. And um, as you see the amount of money paid to universities go up, mm-hmm. you see the amount of money paid. And granted, yeah, okay, fine. That's private money, blah, 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 whatever. That's great. But guess what? If you really cared about the furthering of education of young people you wouldn't be upping a president's salary 150 200,000 just because they were there for another year. Yeah. That's the kind of shit and then adding in admin people. Like we don't need more people to sit around in student services and not do
0: shit. Well here they don't do shit. So here's where I think you see the greatest misuse of government money. I think it's in police departments. Facts. Yeah. Because what you see in police departments is like the police commissioner, like basically all the suits in the police department, all the suits are up here. They make a ton of money mm-hmm. and everybody on the street is down here. Right. Now, obviously police officers lately have been catching a lot of flack and rightfully so. Uh, there's right. a lot of poli- good police officers are awesome. Bad police officers are terrible. Yeah. Um, But the problem is the reason why you have so many bad police officers. Well, for two reasons. One, it's easy getting to the academy. Like it's it's just easy. It's compared to other jobs. Like if you don't have requirements after high school, it's just easy to become a cop. Yeah. Um. And number two is the pay is so bad for like a patrol officer Mm -hmm. that good people are not going to. People with good skills, with marketable skills, they're just not going to – like, you're not going to become a police officer. That's right. a shit job. Yeah. Like, that's you a got... – like, you have to just, like, want to be – like, if you're a good police officer and doing it, like, you have to want to be a police officer. Right. Because you're literally risking your life every day. You know, you have like, to want to be it. a
1: peace officer. Yeah. Not a, not even police. You have to want to be a peace officer. Yeah. Because otherwise, when we – police is a military term. Right. Police is, it, and that's never going to change. Police is a military term. So if you are, are under the impression and throughout the course of your life, you're taught that you want to be a police officer, you want to be a police officer, you want to be a police officer, everything, everywhere you see it, whether you understand that it's subconscious or not, and you see even if it's in Spanish, policia, in in movies and shit, and you see some crazy shit going on, your understanding of what the police force is, is so, or is supposed to be, is so skewed to what it is versus what it should be yeah. that there's no way for a lot of people to draw a line. And And, you know, I feel bad for a lot of cops that, one, know that they don't want to be a cop, Two, you know, it's, I I think there are a lot of people, and this probably goes for every like group of um, problematic individuals. There are always, or either let's say victims or um, victims or oppressors. There's always a group in both of them that have a fear of addressing the issue. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that fear can come from the fact that they believed in something for so long and they hate that, or not even hate, but they're disappointed in themselves almost for, they feel like they were gullible, like they were taken advantage of, like the time that they spent dedicating themselves to that police force, which should be a peace force, has steered them in the wrong direction. And these are these are things you're not going to get answers from people by sitting them down and asking, Hey, do you feel like, obviously not. It was a it was fucking subconscious. He's not going to yeah. feel like you taught, you taught him through everything that he saw to be a POS cop.
0: Yeah. And it, well, the, the way I want to relate it back to the school system, cause in the police force, you got patrol officers down here and you got like commissioners up here right police commissioners and like deputy commissioners and colonels and lieutenants and stuff and then it's patrol officers down here whereas in the school systems you got like superintendents up here and it says superintendents and other people like school board officials and they're all like at the very top then you got teachers and that's what and the thing is in both instances the teachers are the most influential in that system the police yeah. the patrol officers, the police officers are the most influential in that system, but they get treated like crap in both instances and they yeah. get paid like crap in in most instances. Yeah. So I think that, so that's why you see, that is, that's Unrealistic why I, it, 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 it's, a, it's a misallocation of the money. And I know I have a lot of friends. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Like I have a lot of friends who, you know, went to school and they're to become teachers and they either just started teaching or about to start uh, teaching and, you know, God, I could not do, I couldn't do it. Uh, God bless them. Um, And they're they're great people, but I've also come across just in my life, going to school, uh, just so many bad teachers over the years. And it's because the qualifications to become a teacher are not, or at least they used to be, I think they've, it's more strict now. Like you got to be better now, but it just wasn't that hard. Yeah. in relation to other things to become a teacher. Um, so they become a teacher and they don't, they they just do it because like, okay, it's a way to make a paycheck. Uh, yeah. Especially when you're young, when you're young and you don't, you haven't decided
1: what your passion is. It's easy to fake a passion for kids. Like that's probably one of the easiest things to fake because you know that that life source needs love. So in that occupation, you kind of have to do that; otherwise, you're the black sheep,
0: and you won't be employed very long. Um, but, well, what you don't see, what what you don't see, like until you're a part of the job, is that you got to make lesson plans, and you got to deal with parents. To right, you, yeah, yeah. so, you know, you got to meet you know the ta- We had the tax test in Texas growing up; it's star now, but we had the tax test, and you got to have a certain number pass the tax test i gotta meet some quota um you you gotta meet a lot of quotas um and that's what you don't see about becoming a teacher and that drives you then you hate the job but then you went to school for it for four years or five years or whatever and you're into it and you have your pension and you got whatever else so it's like oh well what else am i gonna do so you just write it out and you don't like the job anymore and you know because you don't like it you're bad at it and then you know because you're bad at it you're not teaching the kids well yeah, uh, so that's you know, a bunch of, you get a bunch of bad teachers in the system. And, and it's just the, same, the same, same with coaches. It's the same with, it's the same with cops. Yeah. It's, it's cops. I think for, like there are some people who I'm sure go into the force just because they want to have authority mm-hmm. over others. Well, I think mo- I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I gen- Generally, I'm an optimist. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of people go into the police academy just wanting to help out you right. know, in, in the community. But then yeah. a lot of police work. Have you ever watched Show the Wire? Oh, yes. Because so, the wires. Yeah. I, I think that paints like a very accurate depiction where it's yeah. like, you know, the people up top, we got to get so many arrests. You know, we got to sure. get so many stick, like we got to do stick up operations and do you yeah. just a low level. It's about so the wire for those listening who haven't watched it, it's about the drug trade in Baltimore. Um. Absolutely
1: phenomenal show series.
0: Brilliant. The last, they butchered the last season though.
1: They did. But everyone butchers every yeah, last it's, hard, season. it's, it's just hard a to get it. out of the lease.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> uh well it's also like with a show like that, like there's no good way there was no good way to end it. Yeah. There was no good way to end it. But what it's about is like the Baltimore drug trade and that, you know, there's no way to end that. But you see from the police officers, it's a lot of, oh, we need to get our arrest numbers up. If we get our arrest numbers up, that means the city's safer right you know but so statistically it's safer um but in real- in reality statistically in reality you often differ um but you, there's a lot of that
1: that the- that's a real that's a real thing like and i have a buddy this guy that i know he um he's a stat poster that's what I like to call him yeah he's just stat posters right and so um He's been throwing out all of these numbers, like not actually posting the photograph of the statistics chart or anything like that, just throwing out random numbers of, you know, African American arrests and very few and far between. And so I just I just want a little backstory to the numbers. You know, I just wanna I just wanna know why you chose this number, where it came
0: from, what right. was happening in that time period, like, because- these Politicians and police commissioners don't ask that. They just want their number. So when they go to the mayor or the city council or whoever it is that signs their paycheck or allows them to keep their job, yep. they get, you know, it's like, Hey, uh, oh, we had a problem here before. Yeah. But arrests are
1: 20%. Uh,
0: right. Exactly. So we're, getting the, we're getting the bad, we're getting the bad guys off the streets. Yep. Um, and it's no, it's
1: no like, it's you're no.
0: not chasing. You're not helping. You're not improving anything. Yeah.
1: And you're the, the real problem is that they, they increase this, these statistics in current hotspots. So it's not like you're going out and preventing crime in other areas right. or preventing crime in the areas where the hotspot exists. You're just adding to the statistic of arrests that come within a certain hotspot that already is there. And this is like learning this stuff, man, when I was taking all of my criminal justice pre-law classes, I wanted to be a lawyer like leading into getting to Sam really bad. I I was pretty stuck on it. I was at the point that I was gonna go back and retake the classes that I had fucked off like my freshman and sophomore and redshirt sophomore year. And then by the time that, i got through my the end of my first semester of my business law um gender crime and discrepancies class and uh there was one other one that i was taking at the time that i can't remember i i ended up not even going to that one after a few weeks but um but i was disgusted disgusted because the granted and, you know, back then I was, like, I was kind of a different person. And um so like, it was, I was very animated about the fact that I was being taught how messed up this system is. Mm-hmm. And then people arguing against it, inc- arguing to the professor about the things that one of the most accredited criminal justice schools in the world is sitting here. I mean, it's, mind-blowing and so that is what and that's why i say like it's the system the system is not meant to break us out of the habits that the people superintendents the da da, da want us in and they fed they us want to keep the system in place and the the problem is that they fed us so much subconsciously to this point that even when someone very conscious about the matter breaks it down for you you feel like your opinion is owed some kind of legitimacy some kind of credential and that's where that so that was why with me like criminal justice I got I was done with it I I didn't want to I didn't want to graduate with a criminal justice degree so I just started focusing on my minor and um, just trying to get my head going in that direction but then that started. That was what really got me on the teacher point with people because it's like, how can you justify so many cops? One, cops, the police. Uh, my uncle's been a state trooper for ever, basically, and uh, got uncle SWAT, Houston, and all this. And uh, <clears throat> they, I've been blessed to be able to see people who for whatever, for the reason that they got into the job, I don't know. I mean, we could ask them and they could give us an answer, but really that's irrelevant because that's subjective
0: every time. Well, everybody has like a different story. There's not like, and and the thing,
1: and I mean, I don't think that people's brains, honestly, whenever you're making, if you're coming out of, because like my uncle was coming out of, um, I believe the Marines. Um, okay.
0: so See, like, but so where I am in Corpus, like most, I think something like 70% of the cops are veterans. Yeah. And we have the, like, we have the military, we have a Navy base here, so that's that's why. And so those
1: things make sense to me. Mm -hmm. And now the problem is whenever you put the people that make a seamless transition into an overly stressful environment and you you, you keep from them things like financial support, emotional support. Um, just the, the basic, uh, fundamentals of staying alive and being happy as a human. So when you strip someone of that, as we see in all these experiments that were run Stanford experiment, I could go on and name a few others, but. That are very similar to that one. When you strip certain people of certain things, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter specifically what it is. It's the fact that you're changing their stressors and their stressor responses. And so if you put it's, and then that's how culture is created. So whenever you have a negative or a demeaning culture or an oppressing culture, it's not because everyone believes what you tell them, it's because in the back of their brains, Every pattern that has been put into it, almost every pattern that's been put into it has been to guide them in the way that, like you said, let superintendent like to keep their scheme in place yeah, and that's super unfortunate for people who because that's that you can cause huge a lot of psychological issues can because be when, you upon get, by that. When,
0: cause when you get into those into those schemes that sort of, yeah. uh, that's where yeah that's right. You know into those systems i think would yeah be, yeah when you get into those systems specifically uh police and um education uh it's okay you do well if you're a really good teacher you can become you know vice principal right or, or something and you can become principal then mm-hmm. assistant superintendent and then you know superintendent or whatever and there's probably yeah. along the way but that's that's me oversimplifying it yeah. uh the whereas, and then in the police and a police structure if you're an officer then you're a lieutenant or something like that you know array is not lieutenant you're a sergeant you know then you're a lieutenant and then you know you go on up until you're colonel and deputy commissioner and you know commissioner um but that's but that's what it is like okay do well like you patrol officer do well meet our stats meet our stats yeah and you can meet our stats and we'll put you up to sergeant and oh, this colonel likes you. So he's going to upgrade you to lieutenant. You're going to be his lieutenant. And when it doesn't that, matter if you save 20 lives. Just make sure you get the stats. And then, oh, that colonel that really likes you, he got upgraded deputy commissioner. So guess what? You're the new colonel. And that, But that's the way it goes. And the same thing with the teacher where it's like, oh, that principal likes you. You you did, you did had great tax test numbers, or whatever standardized test is. You had great standardized test numbers. You had great academic progress numbers even though you didn't teach the kids a thing you just taught the test all year we had great progress numbers all right now you're a vice principal okay now he he went to another school district but you're the vice principal now you're principal oh the the superintendent likes you you're a superintendent now you're next in line to be the superintendent you went from making 30,000 as a teacher to I think where I went to high school McAllen ISD the superintendent makes like 350k and imagine and he and he has no, like, I, I get it. Like those jobs where you have like those CEO type jobs yeah. you gotta have a, like, you know, it's, you gotta do a lot of work, but those aren't the people impacting the kids, exactly. like not directly. Yep. So why are we treating our people who are having the most impact in schools on the kids and in the police structure on the community? Why are we treating and paying those people like garbage?
1: You know, I think this also has something to do with,
0: and I I don't, I won't say
1: for the police force, just because the majority of the police force isn't females, but one, that definitely has a part to play in it. The majority of teachers haven't been females from the.
0: And most superintendents are males. Yeah, exactly. And so if,
1: when that's the case, it's like, so then, OK, so we have these female majority of teachers are females and you've got the majority of superintendents are males. And then amongst the upranking, of course, they're going to bring the males up quicker. That's just how it is. No, we there's no reason to argue that right now. And then through that, that confirms that messed up pseudo psychological warfare that's going on with the guy that's doing dirty shit to please superintendent who did dirty shit to get to where he was at. And it's, it's, and that's why I say like, I do kind of feel bad for some people because granted, if you fucked up stuff, I, it's, it's not that I am giving you an out. I'm just saying that I understand there are people in this world Who've undergone certain psychological traumas, whether it was conscious or subconscious, and they cannot escape the let's for now say the box that they're in and or rather they can't get off of the staircase they're on. They—they they, The only staircase they see is the one that's going straight up. They don't know that. I mean, you can hop over the ledge and just you know walk away
0: from it because um, it's not taught that way you we're yeah. taught yeah you're taught move up the ladder yeah but you can't get our stats no lateral stats. movement no yeah get our i think so i actually want to relate this so in when i was my last year at sam uh i was really a part of i was a part of a college ministry called campus yeah. hour um and there's the way their structure is like set up for like their structure of Power, I guess you want to say. Uh, I don't yeah. know if i call it that, but we'll just call it that for this exercise. Where you have like your campus staff. So that'd be like the equivalent to a teacher or patrol officer. Like they're the people on the ground, you know, going throughout campus. Uh, I don't, I just, it sucks I'm comparing them to a police unit because they am not, but it, it's easy for this exercise. And yeah. above them, you'll have like a regional director, or no, you'll have a campus director. So like we have, they have uh, so obviously we went to Sam. So there was a campus director for Sam Houston and they have, you know, university of Houston, Houston Baptist and Stephen F. Austin also in the region. So you'll have your region, you'll have your uh, campus director. So there's a, a director at each one of those campuses, which would be like your Sergeant. Um, then you go up and you'll have your area director. So like Sam Houston and SFA have one area director. And U of H and HBU have another one, and then you have like your regional director, who's like the head of it, and then uh, then you go up. For I didn't really meet anyone up the food chain from there, Um, but I remember someone saying, my last year at Sam, he he was someone he was a first year campus staff guy, a good friend of mine. Uh, He's goes he lives in Nacogdoches now, and he was saying, old neck, yes sir. (laughs) Um, but he was saying, like, I, I wish more people would stay on campus staff for a longer period of time. And he was like, I could – you know, I don't want to move up to area director, regional director, campus director, or whatever. I want to just stay on campus. I want to stay on the ground. And those are – bro, we need more people like yeah, that. Yeah. But it's taught, like, oh, if you're good, you move up. When sometimes it's like, man, you need good people
1: yeah, dude, in every I,
0: job. because Because not, not everybody – that starts out as a teacher is necessarily suited to be a teacher. Like some people with more like big picture thinking, for example, maybe are more suited to be like principals or superintendents or whatever, uh, with more like the big picture, like, you know, can like the planning type, the planning type. And I'll leave will like, I'll I'll say
1: the, go ahead, go ahead. Finish. No,
0: saying, but we're taught like, oh, if you're like that, you're worth more. But it's like, man, we need people to execute the ideas that the big picture person has. Like, you, so, need, you need someone to ex- – like, you can be the greatest coach ever. Like, right. what makes Bill Belichick great? I'm, he has great schematics, fine, whatever. He was a below 500 coach before Tom Brady became his quarterback. Yeah. Or as great schematically as Bill Belichick or Andy Reid. Like, mm-hmm. Andy Reid never won a Super Bowl. Then he gets Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like, you need, you need people to execute. So, right. like, but we're taught, like, oh, if you're any good – you just move, you just move up. And we're taught like the subconscious thing, like, Oh, that big picture idea, that big picture person is worth more than the people that can execute the idea. Whereas eh, like you can go both ways in the argument, but whichever side you're on, you have to acknowledge you need both. Yeah. You, like I, like I can have great ideas done. people to execute it. Yeah, you have to. And, you know, I think for,
1: for the, for the principals that I do know and have known and like the the route that they took going from teaching to, so like my grandma was a principal at um, a high school in Victoria, in my hometown. And, uh, I, I believe she was three, three, six, one. one, baby. You already know what it is. The big, dick, baby. <laughs> Anybody from Victoria, man, if y'all see this and y'all remember me hit me up anyway. Um, But, so she ended up being the principal at Profit. So Profit was a, I don't really know exactly what, like in terms of schooling they called it, but it wasn't alternative school. And it wasn't, um, I think it might've, it might've been some kind of like mix of a GED program, alternative school kind of deal. Okay. um, So like, young women that had kids, they would also go to this kind of place and stuff like that. And so um, I was up there all the time, but the, the thing about my grandma is she's, she was so, so stern, but so loving that it, in her moments of sternness, the students believed that she was looking out for them. Okay, so the emotional intelligence—it didn't supersede the um, the uh, technological or um, or uh, what word am I looking for here? Um, intellectual intelligence. Um, It, but there was a very clear understanding between the she and the students that she cared.
0: She cared. And see, we need people like that in classrooms.
1: Exactly. And, and that, the reason that that environment works so well is because, and you just don't see people. And the thing is also, you have to, exactly. You have to be in the classrooms because you have to interact with kids. And whenever you don't have teachers that interact with kids like that and the principal superintendent does not come down and check that aggression
0: it's like even if you're a principal or superintendent and you're very hands-on you're not in the classrooms teaching them and interacting with them on a daily basis yeah no you're just you're busy because you have you have other stuff to do yeah so it's not that those people shouldn't be it's not that people sh- that are good shouldn't move up but we need but there needs to be more people this is where i think you need to pay so i so i've said this and it's like a super like i think it goes for teachers and cops and like patrol officer cops like people in the yeah. cars you need to pay them more With, but here is the caveat to that is that you need it you need it to be harder like oh, yeah. raise the restrictions to get into those roles but you need to make it a higher paying job so you're attracting better candidates exactly
1: yeah I mean, would you be willing to lay your life on the line for? Let's let me let me even take it out of just the cop because I I've gotten away from using um, like totality kind of words and mm-hmm. and even like addressing whole um, operations as uh-huh. one just because there's no there is no all there's nothing in this yeah. world all like right god there's nothing in this world that is all so if that's the case anytime we start a sentence off with all of those or all of you" or every time it's like you are first of all you're lying because even if you don't look at it like that you're not you're not speaking truthfully you're speaking out of emotion some sort of
0: mostly emotion yeah
1: yeah and so,
0: so yeah, so continue with the point. So it's,
1: so speaking out of emotion and you know, the totalitarian words, etc. cetera. Um, but with the cops, you know, what would it take? How much money would it take you to, for me to lay my life on the line to lay, to not just to lay it on the line, but even to say, you know, you'll live, Say you're invincible. You know you'll live, but that
0: other person may die. Right? So, like a partner would. Yeah.
1: You know. So just
0: so 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 individually, me, I am not cut out to be a police officer. Word. I, like I'm, I'm just not. There are people. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I am not.
1: Yeah.
0: But there. They, um. What about a peace officer? <laughs> I'm not cut out for public service. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah he said okay let me shorten this one up for you colin (laughs) (laughs) i'm not cut out for public service understood
0: um but i think but that's such a hard job yeah like it's such a hard job that you have to gosh like you have to make it more appealing because you make it just not appealing at all Then what you're going to get, and I think what you're getting, at least in, at least in some cases, what you're getting is people who are just desperate. It was like, all right, well, this is, I, this is all I can do. Then this is what I'm going to do, you know. Do you think that would be a problem with the way that we view officers right now so say we came no i'll tell you you can't do it you cannot no government official could come out right now and say because if you if you went with my plan the yeah. headline on cnn msnbc fox news everywhere is going to be senator yeah, Dave Myers gives cops a pay raise yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i'm, and I'm I mean, out of office i'm glad you knew where i was about to take this. yeah like so so, cause that would be the headline. Now, obviously right. in my plan, it would be, the thing, it, it takes a whole overhaul of the system. Like it wouldn't just me be coming in, writing one piece of legislation and doing that. Like it would take a whole overhaul of the system, which people smarter and more invested in this than me need to figure out. Yeah. Cause I am not, I have not the, I have great ideas, but I need other people to execute them. Nice. Um, but I, um, but yeah, so you couldn't do it right now. Like uh, with the way the country is is just too with the social climate right now. Heck no. Like imagine if freaking the governor of Minnesota right now, what are we a month, two months after the death? It's about two months since the death of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd. Um, he came out and said, if he just took my plan basically and refined it and put it on a hundred pages and you know, and it was brilliant. Let's just say it was brilliant. It was perfect. Like, like it was literally perfect. Um, but the headline would be, Governor whatever wants to give cops a pay raise in wake of the George Floyd murder. What if he
1: eradicated all officers and made them go through a new training protocol?
0: But you can't eradicate all, because you need police officers. Like even like, just right now, you need them. Give them a day.
1: We'd be fine for a day. We Dallas went through a whole damn two weeks where cops weren't responding to any calls. Man, do you see what's going on in New York right now? Nah, I don't, I haven't even Bro, read it New York is, it is right
0: it's a crime frenzy. It's like the most unsafe, it's more unsafe right now than it was when the mob was running it in the seventies. Oh, shit. That's, ooh. that's where, and that's where, um, that's where like, like AOC, she's the congresswoman for like the Bronx, or she congresswoman? I forget. I think she's a congresswoman, whatever she is, but her area is like her district's like the Bronx and it's like, you know, the Bronx is already like pretty bad to begin with. Um, and wow. she's like the chief defund the police person, where her area is having more crime than anywhere else. Now, I now I think you can cut the funding for police yeah. and pay the people that need to be paid more. But exactly. But but, he, but here's the problem: is people don't have intelligent arguments about this stuff. No, they don't. Like people don't have it. They just say, they just hear the term defund the police, and the people who don't like cops right now are like yeah, F the police, they don't deserve any money, abolish the police, we don't need them, and the people who are, now, typically, this is left and right, um, and the people who like police officers are, like, what, you can't do that, we need, we, we need cops, how can you say defund the police, you commie, you, you know, you, you communist, you Marxist, you stupid head, whatever, um, So you get it on both sides where it's like, okay, let's have an intellectual – let's have an intellectual – not even argument, discussion about this because the police budgets are huge everywhere. yeah You can cut some of the budget because where you need to make the cuts is at the top. And, like, you see at the top, they go, go like, to the people people at the top of the food chain, go, like, to special trainings and – like Miami or Vegas or these like hotspot places that like, you know, travel destinations that you want to go to. And then they stay in four and five star hotels for days and day and have all expenses covered and things like that. Those are the kind of things you got to cut first. Yeah. You cut like you, you, you cut the people at the top their salaries. You gotta make it harder for people to get into the Academy. So you bring better people in make their pay higher. And you can cut the funding, but get better police officers who do who do better police work. But nobody wants to have that conversation. They just want to say, defund the police, F the police. All cops are bastards.
1: Yeah. Do you think that would cause a militia to form? Uh, what? what? Against, the, against the police. If we raised the regulations and requirements, um, so basically I mean, there's
0: going to be people kicking and screaming regardless of what changes are made. Yeah. Like I think that's, like that's I basically
1: how extreme do you think our extremists are?
0: Uh, because
1: and this is this is why I asked this. Let me give it a little bit. I think bit there's of, a
0: group of people on both sides that yeah. if you do anything regarding the cops, any change you make, whatever the one side the extremists on one side are going to be super pissed, and the extremists on the other side is going to be super happy.
1: Right. Um, so, and I guess that they, they are. So, the history of the Dallas Police Department, for
0: instance. Okay. You're better educated on me, so go, go so ahead. So,
1: the majority of the 70s and 80s, 60s, um, 70s, 70s, 80s, I definitely – 40s, 50s, but leading up to the the recent article was 60s, 70s, 80s. The police chief was a head, known head Klansman. And so you have judges who were known Klansmen. You have, you know, officials at every level who are known Klansmen.
0: Let me interject right here. So when white people are like, ask black people, why do you think the system's against you? No, it's not. This is why literally like it's documented that and then and so like it's like oh we have all these laws and rules in place yeah the people who made those laws and rules the 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 person that swings the sword the executioner is a no. if you're a clansman you're basically a known hater of black people yeah you don't care and that's the so why so it's like how can you not trust whatever's in place because the people that were in positions of power hated us no and they they may well, uh, like not us me I'm not black but that yeah, like from yeah. that perspective it's like right so it's like I mean I I will never get it like personally like I will never get it but it's if I try to think if I was in that position I wouldn't trust anybody and no you I wouldn't and trust then, anybody it's like so anybody I want you to go I just want to interject right there because I think that's yeah, where, no no a lot of people but that like, white people like just think how can it's not that bad now and it's like it's like you know what. Maybe you're right. Let's,
1: let's say that it's not that bad now. Okay. And that so you,
0: bad is relative.
1: That yeah. bad is <laughs> shit. You know, if this is not that bad, then.
0: It is uh, different everywhere in the country. It, it is.
1: It is. And you know, I'll, and that's, I posted on Facebook the other day. I think it was yesterday, maybe might've been this morning. Um, Texas probably in my opinion, Texas is without a doubt the best state to live in in this country. And a few reasons. One, uh, we've been our own country, okay? So- Texas could be its own country. It could. Country. It could right now be its own country. And the thing is, is that, you know, racism in texas is a little different because well it's different in every part of texas it is yeah i guess you know you're right it's it's different let me i'll say racism in texas is diverse it's yeah.
0: diverse in the in the approach of what yeah. because when you i say to, race you go to west texas south texas North Texas and East Texas and central Texas. It's different in every area. It's different
1: everywhere. And it's different how they, it's different what their form of racism is Mm -hmm. because some of them, and it's not to say like, you know what, I'm gonna go on record and just say that because of what I'm about to say next, all racists aren't bad. Okay, so this is what I mean by that. If you're a white man and you want your white daughter to date a white guy, and that's the extent of that conversation, you just would like your so, grandson to be white. Fuck it, you know, whatever. Okay, same as any other race wanting to continue to grow their race and do whatever.
0: I'm gonna stay real quiet during this. Show. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so <laughs> if 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 you're a, if you're a white man and that's the extent of that. I don't have, one, I'm not going to engage in the conversation with you because I'm not going to try to convince you to let your daughter sleep with a colored person. I mean, it's it's just a conversation that doesn't need to happen. So then past that, now the next step to that conversation is because those necks are dirty or it's because they don't deserve my daughter or something like that. Okay, so now we're talking Now we're talking racism, see, because now we're talking supremacy. Let's put it that way. Now we're talking supremacy. I don't believe that racism is always about supremacy. I believe that sometimes racism is literally just about, one, wanting to promote the continued, I don't wanna say success because it's not success, but the continued evolution for the lack of a better term, of their race so um like there are definitely i don't i don't call them racist black people because it's by the definition and this is bro this is why the system is so fucked by the definition racism means that you have to be a majority basically and you have to be a, an oppressor so i don't think that's the case you can you cannot like I could easily not like white people, and it, and and not yeah, it just,
0: it depends. and pull the I'm not racist card. You know, yeah. yeah so because it's like if it's if your definition is if you because the way I've always thought of it is you you hate someone because of their race. That's that's the that is, I would yeah, say but that's I've, the best. Way I've to, had yeah. people tell me that it's like there's a systemic component to it. Where yeah. okay. I would argue it's two different. Like, I would argue it's two different things, probably. Yeah. But they're like for, for the races Okay, I'll just put it this way: the racism, the extent of racism that a white person can experience is very yeah. minimal compared to any other group of people in America. For sure. So I'll just leave it. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Understood. Because, so, I think, because for a white person, I'll, I'll, there's one thing I'll add: the white yeah. person, like me, all I could really experience is someone of color just not liking me because I'm white. And that's the extent of the racism I can experience. Whereas and that's just anybody because anybody else, it yeah. goes so much deeper. Right.
1: And it's just the, it's just the relatability. So yeah.
0: whenever a black man
1: sees another black dude on the ground with his, with a knee in his neck, the first thought is, damn, that could be me. My daughter could not have a dad tomorrow. My, so, you know, and so whenever people understand that that's the thought process because the system has bred us to believe that, to or rather not believe, but to understand that that is the case, then going back to the system and the clansmen and the judges, officials, and all that, this is why it's like, I don't, my perspective is kind of weird right now because I don't blame like every adult is um every adult is responsible for the choices they make but they are not accountable for the memory cards that were put into their brain leading up to that decision so if i'm taught as an adolescent all through my life even though as kids we know when stuff is wrong and like it feels weird as kids like it just
0: We're, we're, so we're going to wrap up pretty soon, but I want to ask you in the nature versus nurture discussion, where do you fall? Ooh, um, to be honest, I, I
1: don't know because my perspective is very, my perspective is based on objective situations. And so sometimes nurturing can be based on uh, assumptions of what's to come, and that's not that's not objective to me. And but patterns are objective. So y- right now, like I feel like I walk this line where I try to like not be either subjective or objective, focused purely, in mm-hmm. which nature nurture same thing. But um,
0: but that's something we can hit on next episode. Yeah, right? yeah, we'll
1: tap into that uh, because that,
0: that's that's when you were when you were saying. When you were going on right now, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I yeah. want there, Colin. Because I am, like, so It's far changed in, lately. I am so far in nature. Yeah. Like, I am just – I think who you are at 9 is who you are at 90. Like, I I just think you – I think you are – now, obviously, people – Yeah. Over time. Right. But I think the way you're wired, like, that's just who, like – See, your, I
1: think the way that you're wired is the way that you're wired. Uh-huh. But how much information gets put in through certain wires is where I think the people above you have control or have some, have some say in what, because like, for instance, I'll, I'll put it this way, and this will be kind of quick. If I'm, a, if I'm an adult and I have a six-year-old son, right? All mm-hmm. right, so I'm 36, I have a six-year-old son. And my six-year-old son is kind of restless. He doesn't go to sleep very well. He's always up past 8.30 and I want him to be in bed at 9. So let's say I give him melatonin every night. Unfortunate fact is that his brain is being chemically altered every day. And even if people wanna say, well, melatonin is natural. Well, this, and you know, and I only use melatonin because I was having a conversation about this recently, but this could go for any kind of, any method for changing the actions of a young individual because we, we we change our brains. It's just like we brought up the Stanford experiment earlier. Those people were 18, 19, 20, and got put into that experiment and came out different people. Some of them never went back to being who they were. And so when we look at people going through a lifetime of being not even taught, but being told, "I'm gonna whoop your ass if you don't do this the way that I tell you to do it."
0: The brain modifies. Gonna, is there, yeah, there's going to be an effect. Yeah, and unfortunately, yeah, I, So I love. So I like that you're like getting into. Because I think I think a lot of people don't realize, and I kind of didn't take into account, like just the subconscious level of like what we're taught. Yeah. And it's, it's so true. So relating it back to really this this kind of, been a, it's become, we did not plan this at all, no, uh, but didn't. it's kind of become, which is going to be every podcast we do. It's going, right. to, we're going to plan something. And it's going to go the other way. Um, <laughs> but it's basically been like te- the politi- the infrastructure of police officers and the teachers. Um, but like subconsciously what you're taught, like just what, like what you see, what um, you see. how do you, how to become successful. And because that's what you—that's the only way you know, like how to become successful—is like what you, like what you see. Right. Um, so if you know, uh, and I'll, there, and some people like break the mold, but that yeah. takes like you know, and you see that a lot in like really good athletes, and that's where they're like the one percent of one percent of people, uh, like the mental makeup it takes to be yeah. an athlete. That's our our next podcast won't be nature versus nurture and the mental makeup. Um, the mental makeup of elite athletes. You got to finish your homework on that. Um, no lipstick. What's
1: that? No, I said the mental makeup, no lipstick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think these things that were taught from a young age of like, it's where it's just like drilled in you to a t- like a teacher, like teacher, like every teacher everywhere does this, where they tell kids from a young age, if you want to be successful, you want to be a doctor, president, etc., whatever, You got to get straight A's in school. Yeah, man. You got to do well in school. (laughs) And doing well in school is good. um, Because it does take, like, some level of discipline. Um, But, like, so many of our youth are told, yeah, you do well in school. You're guaranteed success. Right. You know, if you graduate top 5% of your class and you go to college and do well in college, you know, you're going to – you're gonna just, you're gonna make it in this world. You're gonna be successful. You're gonna have the American dream, yeah. and our generation is seeing. That's not the case. Nope. Not that is. That is. That is not the case.
1: And but, that's. It's a good thing. I really think it's a good thing because right now we're in. So
0: it, it's a good thing maybe in the grand scheme. In the grand scheme, I'll, I'll scheme, say. But yeah. for our, like for our peers that work their ass off in high school and work their ass off in college to get there and went and got their master's degree. So, yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, it's just not good for the, for our peers. So yeah. maybe or in the grand scheme of thing, it is good, but for our peers right now, it's not good. So I feel bad for those people that just worked their butt off academically for yeah. 15, 20 years and are not going to see just are not going to see the fruits of their labor because they were misguided. And right. I think it's because that was drilled into them at a young age even at times when they didn't know that it was being drilled in yeah but i think that uh, i think that wraps us up here today man
1: bro i love this um i don't know if i could be any more excited for a reboot of anything this was exactly what i've been hoping for for the last damn
0: two two three two it's been three two years two? two it was 2018 Yeah. yeah. It was 2018. so it was like two years ago now kind of when everything stopped yeah, it was about, literally about the at that anniversary. But man, it's been great first episode for our listeners. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we look forward to seeing the next episode of slightly confrontational. The reboot. Hey,
1: you know what it is, confrontational, Kakalin In the yeah, <laughs>
0: Y'all have a great day, Colin, I'll Most see you. Love. Later. Peace. Peace.